Hi, I'm Tiffany Van Boxtel, and I'm a vocal coach. I help singers, singer-songwriters, and independent artists give vocal performances that they are proud of with as little as one hour a week of practice and without overpriced voice lessons. I am so excited to share all of the amazing guests, tips, and tricks on this podcast made specifically for singers. So be sure to hit that subscribe button so that you can tune in to a new episode every Tuesday. Today on the podcast, we have Benjamin Peterson, and he is guiding the next generation of creatives to better understand themselves and the music creative industries. And he has his own podcast, The Mindset Sessions. Today, we're talking about success versus happiness and knowing what you want, why it's so easy to lose sight of what we actually want, how to differentiate yourself and your own unique qualities as an artist, as a singer, as a performer by learning more about yourself and how the answer is in the questions that you ask. So if you're feeling like there's a lot of things in your brain that are holding you back from becoming the singer that you want to be and you really, really want this in your heart, this is a great episode for you and keep listening. Now, if you want some strategies, some specific strategies to make you feel more comfortable with the experience and skill and giving amazing performances as a singer, I want you to check out my free class, Captivate Your Audience, Four Steps to Giving Amazing Singing Performances, and you can watch that free training at starsinger.co slash captivate now. We're going to be going through the four-step dream performance process that I use with singers in my studio to give performances that they feel comfortable with, they feel proud of, and I know that this is important to you. So after you get your mind right, let's get some specific strategies in place with this free training. I'm also going to show you how you can craft a plan so that you know exactly what to do next. So again, that's starsinger.co slash captivate now. All right, I'm here with Benjamin Peterson, and we are going to be having a very interesting conversation. I feel like it's going to be going through a lot of things but mainly the mindset of musicians and how important it is to have a good mindset and what that means and how it affects us, especially as musicians um, in the industry and working on our craft. So Benjamin, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you help musicians? Yes, well, thank you, first of all, for having me on your show. Um, and I am a DJ producer. I've been self-employed for 20 years. I have worked with every major label on the planet, Sony, Universal, Warner, Island, etc. I've also worked with uh, a wide range of large independent labels as well. I primarily make electronic music, and I do work with a lot of vocalists and a lot of singers. I've had various number ones in the UK. I've had billboard number ones. I've had iTunes number ones. I've had lots of different projects reach very high um, statuses, uh, positions. And the mindset session comes about 
having reached a point about five, six years ago where I realized I just wasn't happy in what I was making. The music just wasn't me. And um, I literally just stopped from one day to the next. I, I quit what I was doing, the music that I was making. And I said, I'm not happy. And I subsequently lost my manager, I lost my booking agency, I lost my income. And it was what I needed to do at the time because I felt I was going in a direction that just wasn't me. I wasn't very happy. I was financially successful, but the soul wasn't there. And I thought, well, how do I get back to what I enjoy? And then I realized, well, if you simply ask yourself a series of introspective questions, why do I like this? Why do I feel this way? Why is this important? Why isn't that important? Then the answer provides itself. And that's what I've done. So that's what the mindset sessions is. It's a series of my thoughts that have been generated over the last 20 years as a full-time professional condensed into my, <clears throat> my podcast and my Instagram pages. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um, I know that I was just talking with um, some singers on my Instagram last week about um, the difference between like the big goals and the technical goals because when I work with singers they'll often come come to me and I'll be like okay so what do you what do you want and they'll say things like oh I want to sing higher I want to bridge and connect my vocal break I want to learn how to breathe better and phrase better and perform better and I'm like but why and it always takes it takes a couple of whys to get there and sometimes we still don't get there. So I think it's really important that people know why they want to be improving yeah. themselves as a musician. Like what does that even look exactly. like for them? Exactly. And, and, and that's exactly the, the, the main element because being a singer, the actual act of singing, the actual act of making a song, producing, writing the chords, that's simply the vehicle. That's simply the expression that you've chosen. It could be baking bread, it could be singing, it could be gardening. But if you remove that and underlying, you've got the emotion as to, well, why are you doing it? Why are you actually doing what you're doing? Because whether you're a singer, you're a dancer, you're a DJ, you're a producer, you're a housewife, to me, is it doesn't matter what you do, it's why you do it. So for example, one of the, the, the examples that I use quite often is um, someone wants to run a marathon. Great. You go to a coach. The coach will then say to you, right, well, what we're going to do is you're going to train. You're going to eat this. You are going to have, um, you know, this is going to be your, your schedule for the next six months. And you're going to run this and you're going to wear that, et cetera, et cetera. So they're going to give you all the material steps that you need to get to where you want to be. But what I do is I ask you, well, why do you want to run it? That's the important question. It's not how you run it. It's not nutrition behind it. It's not the shoes that you use. It's the reason that why you want to run it. I'm not interested in telling you how to do something because if you want to learn how to run a marathon, you can just YouTube it. It's all there. But if you want to learn about yourself, ah, okay, well, that's where I step in and that's what I do. So the more you understand the reason for beginning in the first place, the easier the journey becomes. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, two different questions. Which direction? Which direction do I go? 
Um, so in your experience, well, first of all, let's start with how long does it take most people to get to that point where they feel comfortable like declaring their why or figuring out even what that is? Well, people always start a journey by understanding their why because the rest they wouldn't have started it in the first place. But for some reason they disconnect to that. So it, it can take one question and then all of a sudden you reconnect or it could take 10 years. It really depends. So what happened to me personally was when I started making music, I was making a specific genre of music, which I absolutely loved. Because for me, it was emotion, it was uplifting, it was connection, it was expression. That was what that represented to me. And then I ended up going in a completely different direction and I'd lost the connection to that. So I had to then go back and find the root. Once I found that, then things kind of fell into place. Yeah. So, yeah. Definitely. What are some of the changes that you've seen happen once people like redeclare why they're doing it or really connect, come back to that connection? That's a good question, actually. Uh, I had a, an example recently. I was in London working in a music college and there was a young, a young girl. She was, I believe, 16. <clears throat> and she came over and she said to me, she said, Benjamin, I'm going to go to university. And I said, that's amazing. And I said, so tell me, what is it that you want to do? She said, oh, I want to be a singer. Okay, well, she was enrolled in a music college, so that kind of made sense. But I just wanted to clarify that this is what she meant. And, um, and I said, okay, so this, this university, I said, do they offer creative songwriting classes? She says, no, they don't. I said, okay, remind me, what is it that you want to do? She said, oh, I want to be a singer. And I said, okay, well, do they offer English literature? Do they offer poetry? She said, no, they don't. And I said, okay, remind me again, what is it that you'd like to do? What is it, your, what's your career path? I'd like to be a singer. I said, okay. Do they offer creative writing? She said, no, they don't. And I asked her, I simply just stopped and I asked her and I said, who wants you to go to university? And then she realized, and she looked at me and she said, my mum. And as soon as she said that, her face dropped because <laughs> she knew by simply me, not even pointing out, by simply me just asking a certain question, she realized that she was potentially going in a direction that wasn't her. So she could still go to university, but at least then there would be the opportunity to have something attached to what she wants to do. But what happened here was she was so caught up in what her mum was saying that she completely forgot what she wanted. But bear in mind, it's not my job to tell her that, well, you shouldn't go to that university. My job is to simply point out the options. Because once you make the connection yourself, then it sticks. But if I tell you what to do, but then it won't stick because then it's just me telling you what to do. Then you haven't made that connection on your own. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be two, I mean, two separate things. Like even if she discovered that she actually wanted to go to college, then, oh, maybe I should go to college that does offer all of these things that is going exactly. to benefit exactly. me. So. Exactly. But, but she was so caught up in what her mom wants that she forgot what she wants. Yeah. And She's very talented. She has the potential to go very far as an artist. 
And I simply, I knew this, but it, it wasn't for me to say, no, you shouldn't do that. It's simply just to say, okay, well, have you thought about your options? Have you thought about why you're doing it? And it was so funny just watching her face, literally within a three minute conversation, the penny dropped and she just knew, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I actually need to enroll in a university that actually offers part of what I want to do so I can parallel my education with my passion. Totally. Because this is, this is where I believe a lot of people, they, I, won't, I won't say they go wrong, but this is where a lot of people, they divert, is they forget what they actually started out doing. They yeah. start in the left and then they end up right. And then they ask themselves, why am I here? Why do I have this job? Why am I, why am I married to this person? Why am I in this situation? But this isn't what I wanted. Big decisions. Like yeah. And it's interesting how that happens, you know, because we all go in with the intention of we, we do. We know what we want. We think we know what we want and just kind of get dragged in different directions by life's experiences. And it's, it boils down to very simply everybody telling you what to do. Everybody knows what's best for you. That's the thing. Your parents, your partner, your religion, your school, your government, your friends. Everybody seems to know what's best for you. Yeah, but no one is actually you. Nobody actually knows what you actually want. People are very quick to tell you what to do. They don't give you advice. They tell you. And this is the difference. Because all of a sudden, if you're listening to other people's opinions, you are now, you know, you're sidelining your own. And eventually, if you do that long enough, your own opinion is right at the bottom layer. And you're so far removed from it because you've spent the last 15 years listening to everyone else. And then you realize, oh, this is, I'm really unhappy. That's when depression happens. That's when anxiety happens. And as an artist, that's detrimental. You know this. It, it, it's a very important thing to have balance if you're a creative. Yeah. That is super interesting. And one thing that's really funny is before I started teaching um, mostly singers, I was kind of um, right out of college, I was supplementing with like piano lessons for um, little ones. And so if you ask like a five or six or seven year old, you know, like, what do you want to do today? You mm. know, or like, what do you want to learn? They'll usually think about it for a second and then like give you a really great answer like i don't because know what they're, it is they're, because they're completely clean they're completely devoid of people's opinions yeah pa parents are not there to tell kids what to do they're there to guide children this is hot this is cold this is sharp yeah that's the difference but what parents do is they try and mold them into a vision of themselves mm. and all of a sudden the actual human being becomes tainted by the parents, which then becomes tainted by the school teachers, becomes tainted yep. by Instagram and et cetera, et cetera. So they lose that pure, like for example, next time you, you're in a playground, look at children. They have no problem playing with other kids, regardless of skin color, height, it, it's irrelevant. But for some reason, when we get older, oh no, no, he's Indian, oh no, he's black, oh no, he's white, oh no, he's, I can't, I can't be around these people but you played with them when you were a child. Yeah, 
And, you know, we start out at this clean white slate and we end up this dirty, mucky, gray looking, you know, afterwards. Or even just feeling stupid. Like I was in a bookstore like six months ago and I was just like looking for books and I saw this like other like woman like about my age and she's like looking for books and she said something, I said something, like we laughed and like I was like, "Eh, and then I was like, and I left and I was like, man, if I were little, I would have just been like, hey, like you're pretty cool. Can we be friends? And exactly. like, but I didn't say anything because I was like, oh, no, 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 like adults don't do that. And no, I was like, it, well, that was stupid. Like, because she could have been a great yeah. new friend. Exactly. And it's the thing. It's we, we hold ourselves back based on everyone else. So a singer never hits their full potential because they need validation from other people, because they need their manager or their spouse or their this or their that to say to them, no, 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 you're, you're good. Because everybody can sing it's whether you have the skull shape and et cetera, et cetera, to actually hit a specific tone and blah, 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 to be able to, you know, have a good resonance, but everybody can sing some much better than others. So everybody can technically be a singer. And yet people are, people are so caught up in, Oh no, I can't do that because, well, my husband thinks I'm really bad or, Oh, I'm not as good as Beyonce. I'm like, well, who is as good as Beyonce? Seriously. <laughs> Don't benchmark yourself to people that just are naturally gifted. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and you also, you know, with your experience, you know, producing music, I mean, how much of a role does our culture also play in this, you know, telling us what sounds good? (laughs) Yeah. Well, for example, um, if you listen to Indian music, the chord structure is all over the shop. Mm-hmm. Why? Simply because we're not used to it. We're Western. We listen to very basic, you know, 16 bar, then you've got a bridge, you've got a verse, you've got a breakdown. It's all very, very structured. It's all done within two and a half to three minutes. So if we're, if we're experiencing something that we don't understand, we shut it down. We're like, oh, no, no, I don't get it. This is just weird. Yeah, but then you ask an Indian person, they com- they're completely fine with it. They get the, the they get the twenty one bar section. They understand it. It's for them. It's normal. So it's simply the open mindedness that allows you to become even better at what you do. So, for example, I would love to see a very good vocalist go up against a very good Indian vocalist in terms of phrasing, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Ornamentation, and yeah, it's ha- crazy. Hands, hands down what the Indian vocalist can do is next level. Why? Because the music that they're brought up with is just a whole other universe above the European structure. Yeah. I mean, they're like what? 56 Raga or something like that. Yeah, I, 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 something it's like that. Crazy. I mean, we've got like, I mean, we've got one major scale and like basically one minor. There's technically three, but like we usually only yeah. use harmonic minor. And so it's like, so exactly. reduced. <laughs> so, so, so imagine that you think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm now like, I've, I've reached the pinnacle of singing. I'm like, no, you haven't. Go up against these people. Go up against an opera singer. Go up against people that can, that have a broad, open mind. Listen to music that you don't listen to. Expand your horizon beyond what you know. And this is what 
a lot of people, especially in the West, we are guilty of is like, we only connect to what we can see. But the universe contains so much more. And once you open up your eyes and your heart and your soul and whatever it is that you've got, and you accept that, okay, well, there are more things to life than just this, then you grow mentally, spiritually, financially, relationships, everything just expands. Awesome. So you're maybe suggesting like, hey, like listen to a variety of music, open up your mind. Very cool. Exactly. So how do we balance having an open mind, but also, you know, evaluating ourselves as artists, honestly, in order to make the improvements that we need to, in order to do the thing that we want to do? (laughs) Well, I would say you shouldn't evaluate yourself. You should simply feel it. Am I enjoying this? Is this fun? Does it make me smile? Because once you start evaluating yourself, you're putting (laughs) expectation on a certain outcome. And if you don't reach an outcome, you'll get disappointed. And if you get disappointed, you'll end up being fearful, scared. You'll end up being, you know, depressed or anxious, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So by simply just asking yourself, I, am I enjoying what I'm doing? Does this make me smile? Yes, good. Well, then I'm gonna practice even more. The more you practice, the better you become. The more you expand your mind, you know, the more information you have and, you know, the, the more uh, um, exotic trains of thought that you can have. In many so, cases, the, if someone is trained pretty well in the art of singing, if they add a smile, the resonance actually improves. <laughs> exactly. You can always hear it. And it's one of the things I was told from day one is like, you can hear if a singer's having a good day, you can hear it in the recording. I'm like, yeah, you can. So, yeah. you know, and people are so hard on themselves. They're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, I'm not, I'm not as good as him or her or, oh, you know, I didn't hit that phrasing or blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, it's fine. You know, there are 7.5 billion people on the planet. So there are 7.5 billion ways of doing something. There is no one thing better than others. There are 7.5 billion different perspectives on how to do something. So who's to say one is better than the other? Totally. I think there's almost like some sort of weird security in saying, well, this person like did it or they made it. Yeah. And so maybe if I follow their path, like I can make it too. <laughs> and then the reality is once you start going down that path, it's game over. Why? Because now you're emulating someone else. You will be a cheap copy, an inferior version, a yeah. bootleg copy of somebody else's originality. Yeah. So Definitely. it's about, you know, I think it's about being inspired by what's around you, but do it your way. And this is, this is one of the things that I've always lived by, especially as like a DJ, you know, I give the crowd what they want my way. So I look at the scene, I look at, I look at what's happening and I go, okay, this is what will work. This is what I'm going to play. However, I'm going to give them the emotion, but my way. So for example, it could be, you know, let's just say uh, there's an Ed Sheeran song that I know I have a good remix of it. If I play it in a club, everyone would love it, but I don't like the Ed Sheeran song. 
So therefore I will never play it. However, I have a song which is similar in the emotion behind it. So I'll play that instead. And nine out of 10 times, I get the exact same reaction. So it's not necessarily about emulating others. It's about having conviction in what you believe and being inspired by other singers, being inspired by music and saying, okay, well, I love this. I'm going to use that and I'm going to transform my own um, methodology and be inspired by it. You know? Well, even just what you said is so interesting because so many people are so wrapped up in themselves and they enjoy planning and they rehearse and they have like a certain set list and they like to go in that order. And you know what you just suggested is like, you're looking at the people, you're looking at their reactions, you're feeling out the room and you're deciding what they need. And maybe you change your song set. I mean, to fit the room. It's, I think that it's, in my experience, it's been pretty rare that singers would be willing to do that. And so if you're willing to do that, that might set you apart and be more fun for you. (laughs) Exactly. And you know, like I said, there are so many singers on this planet. There are so many DJs on this planet. There are so many music producers on this planet. You need every single tool that you can have to stand out. So why not do something that nobody else is doing? It's so simple. It's not like dyeing your hair pink and having some crazy Instagram picture because that's what everyone else is doing. <laughs> but, what, but what about the way that you express, what is exactly like you just said, what about the way that you set up your, your track listing, your, your selection when you're on stage? You know, that is how you differentiate yourself by going into yourself because the external is done. It's done to death. YouTube and videos and looks and styles and that's all been done. But how do you differentiate yourself as an artist? By being you, not by being a cheap carbon copy of her or him. Yeah, or getting angry that you don't sound like them in a cheap cheap way. Like like you said, it will just be a, a, a copy. Like an, exactly. like an off-brand and you're like, oh, I'm mad. I do it sound like off-brand yeah. Adele. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like when I read these interviews, like with artists and no, with uh, actors and they're like, oh, he's the new Robert De Niro. I'm like, well, what's wrong with the old one? <laughs> That's you know, but pe- people love to uh, connect to something that they can uh, feel confident with. Yeah. So humans are com- creatures of comfort. If we don't understand it, we get scared of it. And if it's something new, oh, we don't, we, it, we don't get it. It's not until it becomes so ingrained that the masses t- turn around and go, oh, okay, maybe it's not that bad. You know, look at TV. When TV first came, everyone was like, oh my God, this is, what is this, what is this black magic? You know, look at, look at grunge, look at punk, look at, you know, look at anything, anything that starts, starts somewhere where it's spearheaded by a very, very small fraction of people. Everything comes from a small percentage of people. Then if the intent behind it is strong enough and true enough, then people latch onto it and go, oh, maybe it's not as scary as I thought. Then it becomes mainstream. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about 
judgment and the mm. role that that plays along with the emotional language that we use. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, people love to judge other people in the sense that, like I said earlier, we all have opinions. I know what's best for you. I'm like, no, you don't know what's best for me. You can look at my situation from the outside, but you'll never actually understand what's going on. So for example, right now, do you have any idea what I'm thinking? I could no. guess, but no, I mean, no. No, no. And I could tell you what I'm thinking, but you will still never get the full picture of what's actually going on. Right, because there's so, a so lot. Because <laughs> there's a lot going on. So what will happen is off the back of the information that I give you, you will then create an assumption. Off, that, off the back of that assumption, that could turn into judgment. Simply because, well, he's saying this or she's doing that. Well, that's not right. I'm like, yeah, but you don't have the full picture. So who are you to judge people? So for example, if you see someone angry at the supermarket, oh, they're so angry, they're so slow and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know why they're having a bad day. So who are you to judge them? Who are you to say, you need to cheer up? I'm like, yeah, but you don't know their personal circumstance. So it's about accepting that people are the way that they are. And if you don't like it, well, then just turn around and walk away. If you are in a situation where you are surrounded by people that are nothing but negative, well, then just disassociate yourself from them. You know, people have this issue with family. It's no different to friends. We don't owe the family anything. We were born with them, but that's where it stops. They raised us. But if we don't connect, it doesn't mean that we have to be with them 24 seven. I'm like, well, he's an idiot. What, why would I be around this person? It doesn't make sense. Because we are the creators of everything that we have. So everything you're wearing, the, your hair color, the picture on the wall, everything that you have is your choice. So why not choose something that you actually really enjoy? You know, why don't you create a world that you actually want to live in? Yeah, definitely. We probably feel pressure from the outside pressure oh, from, yeah. you know, our, our, the people that are important to us. We want them to, we want to have a connection with them. We want them to, yeah. we want to be validated. We want to feel proud, exactly. them exactly. to feel proud. So exactly, it's, yeah. it could be rough to be like, to disassociate a little bit if that's what we need. Yeah. Um, what about the judgment that we put on ourselves or the inner voice that's always chattering in there? <laughs> well, that, that comes from a sense of ego. That comes from a sense of, I want to be the best. If I'm not the best, then I'm disappointed in myself. If I have not achieved what my peers have achieved, then I am not worthy of doing whatever it is that I'm doing. But that small talk comes from conditioning. That comes from everything that you've ever experienced growing up as a child. I know people who have literally zero self-confidence, but then I also know their parents and I understand why they have zero confidence. So children, going back to children, children have lots of confidence. Why? because they haven't been molded yet. They're still pretty pure and 
they'll walk up to you and sing at you and they'll dance in the supermarket and they'll be friends with everyone and they'll eat anything and they'll do anything because they have the confidence to do it. But self-confidence is a, it's like, um, it's like an onion. So it's like we start off with a very small section and then year after year, the onion grows and it's layer by layer by layer predicated by family, friends, society, et cetera, et cetera. And if you unfortunately are surrounded by enough people that have a negative mindset that put you down, well, then that's going to be your programming from day one. You know, that's going to be the path that you come on. So, you know, self-doubt, I believe, comes from a place of, um, you know, it's conditioning. We can learn to disassociate it from, our, you know, ourselves from it if we understand where it's coming from. Is this actually true? Am I really useless? Am I really a bad singer? Am I really a bad cook? Or is this just their opinion of it? The more questions you ask, the more answers you get. If you don't ask any questions, you'll end up with the same every single day. Yeah, I think that a lot of people don't evaluate their circumstance before mm. they actually put a feeling on it. And like the feeling will come first and then they'll go back to the circumstance and just be like, oh, I don't know um, what I can't think of anything like, oh, that didn't um, that show didn't go as well as the show yeah. yesterday. Mm. And like, how do I feel about that? Well, I feel like crap. And then like, it's just if we go back to the circumstance, it's just the fact is the show didn't go as well as yesterday, but yeah. then maybe we think about it. Maybe yesterday's show was like amazing, like yeah. crazy. And so, yeah, I think a lot of times we can really go to the feeling too quickly before. Yeah. We, yeah. You know, you, you need to learn to, to sit down and go, okay, well, why was it bad? What did I do? What was my mindset? Who was I around? What was I thinking? What did I eat? Did I sleep well? Because if I ask you a very, very simple question, if I say to you, the answer is in the question, what does that mean to you? The answer is in the question. Yeah, like if you ask good questions, you're gonna find the actual answers. Exactly, because the question came to the surface because it was important. Oh, that was a really bad show. Why was it bad? Well, you already know why it's bad. Because you asked the question. If you give yourself the time to sit down in a quiet room and just contemplate, just think, well, what was it? I was like, oh, I had an argument with my husband or the PA system wasn't working properly or my manager did this. Or then all of a sudden, then you know why it happened. Yeah. Which, which means you can then take steps to change it for the next situation. And you go, okay, yeah. well, you know, I didn't sleep very well. I had way too much coffee the day before. Um, I was yelling and screaming because I was out last night after the show and I lost my voice. Well, now you know because you've asked the question. So use your intuition and listen to the answer. Totally. And it can be hard to put on the scientist coat if we are like judgment and then we just like mm -hmm. shut down. Because um, yeah. a lot of times, you know, oh, you know, I stink. Yeah, I'm never going to be good. And then you're just like, Burr, mm -hmm. and everything just shuts down. Yeah. Um, and then ask yourself, well, why do you stink? And like, yeah. do, I really, do I really stink? Is it really that bad? 
hmm, let me think. And then the ball starts rolling. Yeah. You, ne you need to enter into the process of actual self-actualization. You need to enter into the process of questioning yourself. Because if you don't question yourself, you will never learn to grow. You will never become better at anything. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, you're going to get a lot of really good answers. And it oh, sounds yeah. also like those answers will take some, take some judgment off. Like you said, exactly. oh, I, you know, I was emotionally upset. I had a fight with my husband or yeah. I didn't sleep. So of course I'm going to be grumpy and not like super focused. So mm. in a way it kind of not, it's not an excuse for yourself, but in a way no, no. it kind of deflects that. You're simply just, you you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, totally. My show was bad because I didn't sleep. You're not, that's not judgmental. That's the actual truth. This is what happened. There yep. was a lack of sleep. And then you ask yourself, why didn't I sleep? Well, because I had an argument with my best friend. Well, about what? Well, about her kids. I'm like, well, was it really necessary for me to get upset about her kids? Not really. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the yeah. thing is, the, the, the mind is like a muscle. The more you flex it, the stronger it becomes. The, you know, the more you use your intuition, the better it becomes. You know, because we have, we have three types of, of, of being. So one is instinct. Instinct is just that natural fight or flight. You hear a loud noise, you're afraid of dying, you react. You know, it's, you, you can't change it. It's millions and millions of years of evolution. It will never go away. But we can learn to control it. And we can learn to go, oh, loud noise. Oh, it's okay. It's fine. And you move on. Then you have your mind. You have thought. Your brain. When you think about something. When you think about something, you use every single piece of information that you've ever collected in your brain to calculate the situation. It's like a massive calculator. You reference every experience that you've ever had and you come up with an answer. That's what you do, that's what your brain is. Your intuition doesn't come from any of those places. Your intuition is simply, it's an emotion. It's that gut feeling of no, no, no. This is no, this is not right. I can't explain it, but every fiber of my being is literally screaming at me, don't do it. But then your brain kicks in and goes, oh, well, it's not that bad. You've done it once before and it happened. And you know, this person said this and, and now all of a sudden you're removing yourself from the emotional journey and you're, now you're thinking about it. And once you start thinking about it, that's when you start removing the actual path you're supposed to go on. So for example, you go to a restaurant, you just got this intuition that you just want chicken. You sit down and, and then you, you look at the menu and you see everyone's having fish and you order fish. And afterwards you think, why do I want a fish? I want a chicken. Well, because your brain was telling you, well, this is what everybody else is doing. So you must do the same thing. Oh, you know, oh, this is cheapest on the menu or, oh, you know, you haven't had fish in a while. You should have fish. I'm like, yeah, but I wanted chicken. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, but we don't listen to the intuition. We listen to the brain. We listen to the computer, the pre-programmed computer. But the pre-programmed computer, the brain, doesn't have the answers, not in the long run. It does for mathematical calculations. How much milk do I need to put into my cake? Yeah, fine. You need your brain to do that. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you're meeting someone and your intuition says, no, this person's not right 
no there's just a vibe a feeling if you go down that route and you listen to your intuition even if the situation doesn't pan out the way you expect it's still okay because then you can accept what's happened and it's like oh okay it didn't work out no it's fine whatever you move on yeah so, awesome yeah. i love it so <laughs> how um how have you been doing since you made your change and how long did it take for you to realize that like this isn't right for me because at some point you probably enjoyed it oh yeah no i did um you know i was making good money i was traveling all over the world and and then i realized that it just slowly bit by bit i was not happy i would be in this big club i was being paid lots of money i was being flown around and i just realized this just isn't enough why isn't this enough because it's fake it's not who i am this is trying to be it's like being an r&b singer but singing country you know you want to sing r&b but you end up singing country at some point you will end up asking yourself why am i doing this and your shows will become more and more lackluster you'll become less and less engaged and eventually you'll just be on autopilot and what will happen is you'll probably end up actually losing the love for singing or for music because you're doing something that you don't want to do so I realized I need to change that. So I quit everything and um, kind of just got my head back in the game and spent a lot of time looking at everything, looking at Buddhism, Taoism, meditation, psychology, counseling, therapy. I did courses left, right and center just to understand how does the mind work? You know, what do we, what is this thing that we have? And you know, what is the environment around me? How is that affecting me? And the more you, that you delve into the, you know, into the mind, the more you realize, oh, right, I'm actually just a programmed human being with every experience I've ever had. Who's the real Benjamin? That's what I want to find out. So I'm still learning every single day. I look, I read, I search online. I, you know, I delve into everything I can find because you can learn from the biggest and the smallest. It doesn't matter. You can learn from children just observing their behavior and go, Oh, so why are those, why are they so carefree? I want to be carefree. I want to be like a child or you're out in nature and you see how trees just take care of everything around them. I'm like, how do they do that? Well, because they provide shelter, they provide cover, they provide food, but they do it, you know, with no ego. They do it with, no self, no selfishness at all. It's purely in balance with everything. And then you start kind of thinking, I want to be like that. You know, and like, am I, am I judgmental? Yes. Why? I need to stop being judgmental. And then you end up asking yourself if you are, you know, you're in a reaction, you flare up, you get angry and you end up asking yourself, why am I doing that? Would a child do that? No, they wouldn't. So why am I doing it? I'm doing it because that person didn't give me what I wanted. Well, that person would never give you what I wanted because that person is not me. They do what they do. I do what I do. So it's, it's about asking yourself, taking stock on a daily basis, where you at. <laughs> yeah. Well, and a lot of the stuff that you're talking about reading, um, researching, going out in nature, thinking, 
a lot of us just don't take the time to do that because we're so busy, quote unquote. Exactly. And if we could we, just take the time, <laughs> it would be so you, beneficial. I know. And, and, and this is the thing. But what's interesting is the world that you live in is the world you created. So why have you created a mess? Yeah. Why have you created stress? Why have you created an environment that you don't enjoy? Change it. I'm not saying you have to change your job from one day to the next. It's about, you know, um, incrementally introducing small steps. So for example, you know, you as, as, a, as, a, as a coach, you also know that if you want your, your singer, your, the person you're working with to hit a certain level, it's going to take time. Every single session you have, you introduce something new and they practice that and they become better than the next time and something else and something else. And eventually within six months, they've reached where they wanted to be because you provided them the step-by-step -step platform. Society now really wants everything now. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, we have to be famous now. I'm like, well, fame takes 10 years. You know? Yeah. And another thing that I've, I've observed is that because I've transitioned from working with children to working with adults and mm -hmm. with children, parents are very much, they understand it's going to take time mm -hmm. and they're, they allow them the time with adults. It's very difficult for them to invest in themselves for a long period of time. And they really have to feel like, it will be great for them it's it's just a very interesting observation and they expect you know, an outcome if, yeah well if it's like if you but but they do the same person would not expect that outcome for their child no oh it's no. like if you could treat yourself like a child again but in a different way like allow it's, yourself it's, the time that's it you know and if like if, if you have a very very stressful job and you come home and you're completely exhausted and you're drained, but you hate, but you love your job. Great. Then it's perfect. If you love what you do, then don't worry about it. It's fine. But if you come home and you're, you, you hate your job and then ask yourself, well, have I actually done anything that I actually like this week? No. Yeah. Right, right, right. I'm going to go and I'm just going to do some karaoke for an hour in the, in the living room because I want to, because it's fun. It's, it's, it's my me time. Mm-hmm. But we, yeah. we, we, feel, we feel guilty about having me time because people expect you to constantly be on, to be at right. the service of others. Yeah, but what about being at the service for yourself? Yeah. Because when you go to bed at night, you close your eyes, everyone disappears. Everything goes away. All you're left with is black and your, whatever going on in your mind. That's it. When I go to bed at night, I love my life. Why? Because I love my day to day. It's what I do. And I choose what I want to do. Obviously I have a business hat. I put my business hat on. I work, I make money. I do that as well. So sometimes there are things that I don't want to do. That's, this is life. We have to do certain things. But the majority of time I ask myself, how would I feel about this? Will this actually make me smile? Yes. Great. I'll do it. Yeah. Awesome. You know? You know, awesome. life's not as long as we think. Yeah. You know. Why do not. you feel like this kind of work is so important for artists in particular? 
because if you choose to be an artist, it means that you, you have chosen to express something personal. And I, I think that's in a society where everybody is telling you not to express, not to be personal. I'm like, hell no, 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 no. Express, go out there, do it, just get it out. Tell people what you think, what you feel through your singing, your cooking, your music, whatever. Stand up, be individual. And I see a lot of people who struggle. They don't know how to do it. And that's why, so it's, I, I don't do it for any self-benefit other than I just really want to see the world become a better place. I want people to be more happy when they wake up in the morning. I want them to you know, influence their children because we're going in a direction where everything is becoming more and more negative. And why is it becoming negative? Simply because it's society's way of looking at things. They value money over balance. They value stress over calm. And that's just not necessary. Because if you do that, you're gonna burn out. If you burn out, then you're of no good to anyone. Totally. And yeah, I wanna help people not burn out. I wanna help people have a good life, simple as that. Yeah, so where can we find you and learn more about you and how you help people? <laughs> well, all my, my socials, um, simply the Mindset Sessions, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, iTunes, etc. Um, they're all on there. I do daily posts on my Instagram page, um, but just thoughts and ideas that I have about the industry, things that I feel that might be, you know, of interest for people to read about. You know, my, my latest podcast is... Um, I just, I just put it out this morning. Uh, it's about failure. I just totally forgot what I was about. Uh, it's about failure and about, well, what is failure? You know, how do you define it? Who defines it? How do we learn from it? Is, is it beneficial to fail? You know, things like that. And these are questions that a lot of people don't ask. So simply just the mindset sessions across all the socials. Um, and if anyone wants to email me, just info at themindsetsessions.com. I'm always around. I answer all my emails and messages and Instagram posts and DMs and, I'm awesome. There, so. yeah. awesome. Well, that's great. Yeah, I found you on the podcast and it's a must to listen for musicians and artists in the industry. And yeah, you should definitely check that out. Well, thank you so much for, for this. This has been great and really gives us something to think about and hopefully we'll all be asking better questions. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you for having me and, um, and good luck with all your your singers and artists yourself and you're doing a wonderful thing so keep it up thank you <laughs> thank you so much for choosing to hang out with me today you are amazing for pursuing your dreams and becoming the star singer that you were meant to be you can join the star singer movement by leaving a rating and review on itunes or sharing this episode on ig stories leaving a rating and sharing this episode helps this podcast get seen by way more singers just like you. And that is creating a massive impact in one of the giant goals of this podcast, which is eliminating fear, anxiety, and non-productive competition from the music industry and helping to create a new music industry for singers based on collaboration, love, and making a difference and a real impact with your music.